they're going to give, they're going to put privacy in, in the hands of the people. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do. They want to let people decide how they want their data to be used. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ecom Growth Show. I'm here with Daniel Stafford and Wyatt Lowe. And uh, last week we spoke about, you know, viewing change as actually something that's positive. And we're, we're in a time of year and in a time, unprecedented times in regards to change. And we're in a booming industry that's rapidly changing. And so we really spoke to the mindset of yeah. using change uh, to grow and to not fear it. But you still need to be prepared. And so yeah. we've brought on Wyatt. And he is our director of special ops. Basically, he is um, he coaches our team. He helps run all of our ad strategists. Runs really drives uh, and pioneers strategy as it grows and develops. So, why I kind of just wanted to dive a little bit more into the details today and hear uh, what are some of the big changes you see coming, and how are we preparing for those so that our clients can, you know, not only not be fearful of those, but actually take advantage of those. Sure. Well, I think right now it's in the advertising world. The the headline is the iOS 14 update, mm-hmm. right? That's the major big like breaking news. And we had known about it for a while. We've mm-hmm. known since relative, you know, around June of last year, Apple dropped the bomb, but their IDFAs are going to change. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to give, they're going to put privacy in, in the hands of the people. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do. They want to let people decide how they want their data to be used. And there's this stigma between people who are just naturally uninformed, not people who work in our industry that believe that data is sell. It's like sold, right? People yep. believe that like, oh, you know, Facebook or Instagram, they're selling my data. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just so false and wrong. Like it's not, it's not what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, I so we're and, preparing right now and we, go ahead. Well, it also feels like, it's not only just that their data is being sold. It feels like a threat to humanity to them. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the government's yeah. following them and tracking them everywhere. Yeah, it's like, dude, no one yep. really cares that you looked at that brand instead of this brand. And it's only no. going to help your user experience. And yeah, yeah, I mean, there is some things that I know people get the jitters about that are, you know, valid concerns. But for the most part, like you said, there is a huge stigma around it. Well, and we're in unprecedented times too, where we've never had to worry about our own privacy when it comes to the internet before. So it's all kind of new rules and regulations, Mm -hmm. so much speculation on what's right, what's not right. And we're kind of all in this together, pioneering it together. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just want to throw that in there as well. No, you're right. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, Unfortunately, with that, the flip side of that coin, too, is when you have all these people working more or less towards the same goal, like across the industry, there's other agencies that are doing what we're doing or similar or trying to give people equip them with the knowledge. Right. Um, But inadvertently, it kind of creates this like pool of misinformation almost Mm -hmm. because everyone wants to share something with another, but not all the time the information is accurate. So we've been battling, you know, right around right before the right before Christmas and the holiday week. Of December, we got the notification as a Facebook partner that Apple officially rolled out its plan, right? It rolled mm-hmm. out its plan to have a prompt that is going to display before any ad that you, for one, install. And I think after the update, too, after you update, it's going to prompt every app you open. Um, 
And, you know, it just all of a sudden information started flooding the networks, flooding the channels, mm-hmm. all, all the platforms we follow, all the platforms I follow, you know, and it was just all so different in a way. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, I think the team, there was a general, like a concern, like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, how do we, how do we deal with this? You know, type thing. But the first thing I said is for one, we got to just mute the noise, right? You got to mute the noise, really find out what was really happening. And so in terms of like, you know, the, the biggest change, like I said, going back to the iOS 14, you know, there's, there's so much that's changing. There's so much that, you know, I know like obviously Facebook has really openly said how against it they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and for us, it's not so much of uh, um, a how I, what's the best way to phrase this. It's not so much of a a challenge as much as it is. Okay, these things are naturally going to happen. We mm-hmm. partially expected this. You know, we knew in June something was going to happen. We were told in October something was going to happen. We thought it was going to be October, then it was pushed back indefinitely, and then boom, here comes December, January, and it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And this is only going to happen even further. This is only going to happen more and more and more over the next few years. Privacy is is a, a touchy subject, right? You know, mm-hmm. already, yeah. you know, when we talk to our Facebook partners and just people in the industry, both internally and externally outside of Shopanova, you know, people know that in the next few years, the Facebook pixel is going to dissipate entirely, right? It's mm-hmm. all going to be server-based event tracking with the conversions API, things like that. Because, you know, already last year, I think in like October, Safari installed, you know, cookie limitations to your browsers, things like that. So we're preparing right now internally what the what the best step forward is, how we want to coach our clients to adhere, you know, like not adhere, but just adapt more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of the day, the, the 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 thought a process from our team is not how is this going to affect us and pessimism and just like oh crap you know all these things are happening like what are we going to do now it's more like okay how are we going to be better from it you know how mm-hmm. can we be better from it right mm-hmm. so our thought process is that rather than trying to you know put fear into our clients yeah, right I think yeah. some I've seen some emails that I'm on and some articles that are just like putting the fear of God into people. Like this is going to ruin <laughs> advertising. It's like, no, that's not true. You know? and, and just to really clearly pinpoint the concern for people like us who are a service provider in the marketing space or for an online store owner is that as privacy gets increased, we are going to lose our ability um, to track things properly and we're, we're going to have less effective ads because of it. And I just don't think that's the case because there's always, there's always changes and there's always a period of time where advertisers or online store owners adapt to those changes. And what we talked about last week is that in the, in that period of time, there's, it is a competition and there is people who are going to be scrambling during that time, trying to get their feet, figuring out how to be relevant with their marketing. And that's actually a good thing because it gives us a chance to get another leg up on behalf of our clients. It gives us a chance to get a little bit further ahead in in the competition, in the auction, like all of that stuff. And it just requires us being present and um, take, you know, appointing a guy like you to always be on top of those changes. And so it's, yeah. it's super awesome and it gives us and our clients a ton of comfort knowing that there is a team on it 100%, making sure that as soon as, you know, maybe the conversions API, maybe... Maybe there's some ways for us to get a little more ground in that area as opposed to complete um, straight pixel stuff. Like we're going to be one of the first people on it. And I love what yeah, Wyatt I, said earlier yeah. too about silencing the noise. Like that's mm-hmm. what we had to do right away because you're right. People get in these groups and it's like a echo chamber of fear of worst case scenarios yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think sometimes as 
as uh, marketers and especially why just being in the weeds in the day in day out trying to get the best results, we can almost get too sucked into that. But then if we back up a little bit and even listen to like new prospects coming to us, boutique store owners, Mm -hmm. this isn't on their radar at all. They haven't even heard about it. So we got to remember we're kind of (laughs) like really in it, paying attention uh, on their behalf, but people aren't even bringing those concerns uh, to the agency just because they're, you know, not, they don't even know what's going on. And it's our, it's our honor and our privilege to be able to take care of that so that they don't have to worry about it. hundred percent. Yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I think in the digital marketing space, especially since we do have a lot of control, since we do have a lot of information and data, we tend to think that we almost make it more complex than what it actually is. Because at the end of the day, it's just marketing. It's just getting yourself out there. It's just getting people to be interested in your brand. It seems like people think that because we have so much control in the ad account, that we can somehow control people. You just can't do that. The best you can do is just show up and market your business every single day. And that hasn't changed for a thousand years. Yeah. What if we all of a sudden become less effective than newspaper advertising? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I heard, I I saw something the other day that kind of shook me. Something similar to that was, uh, it was a meme of like when this, you know, um, Gen Z or millennial marketer refers to Facebook and Instagram as the old channels, right? Mm, yeah. the traditional channels. And I was like, okay, how old am I? Yeah. <laughs> That's so but, funny. Uh, Why? No, I, you're, you're right. And I think for us, like, you know, you, going back to your point of how, you know, this isn't really on a lot of business owners radar and it's not meant to be really. I mean, you think about that, why you hire an agency like Shopanova, it's because we employ and equip the most, the best marketers that we can find in across the world to do this for people. It's a service, right? It's always a service. It's a partnership, but it's our job to come to them, not with the problem. And I feel like that's so much what we see online now. It's, it's here's what's happening. Here's the problem. And it's not the solution, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's not only just the solution of us thinking, okay, how are we always staying four steps ahead? Right. We have all of our benchmark, our internal KPIs, things we want to monitor, things I monitor for our team, but also it's it's the untangible that I monitor, which is how can we be four steps ahead, right? Mm-hmm. How can we be ahead of the curve, preparing our clients so they feel like when they hear this in the global news, they're like, oh, well, Shopanova filled me in about what I need to do and what they're doing for me two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. And those are just strategic partnerships we have, you know, working like I was a freelancer for a long time. I think every marketer at some point is freelancing, right? And you're only, you're somewhat limited when you're a freelancer because you don't have this team of people that are constantly supporting you. And that's what's so different here is that when we heard the news three, four weeks ago, within two days, we knew what we were going to say. We had an email written to our clients like we were we were on top of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we we took away the fear of it and just said, hey, this is the reality of what's happening. It makes sense why Apple's doing it. Do we agree with it entirely? I mean, we wish it was slightly different. Definitely. As soon as I heard the news from our Facebook partner manager, the first thing I asked was, what was the verbiage? What's the verbiage of the prompt? Mm -hmm. What does it say? Because it's all about what it says. How does a consumer Someone we someone that buys from our one of our clients, lifetime value customer, someone who buys repeat, 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 and sees our personalized ads. What happens when they see that? Because naturally, if you're not an advertiser, chances are you're not gonna you're not gonna put together. If I opt out of this, I won't see ads anymore. Like it's not really gonna make sense because of the yeah. way the verbiage of the prompt is. So we're just focusing on how do we coach our clients to coach their 
consumers and people that love their brand on the best way to respond to this. Yeah. How can we get around it? What can we do differently? We have all kinds of ideas. Our team's brainstorming. I feel like more than anything, we, I mean, not to brag our team's ego or anything here, but I mean, we feel like we know more than the most, you know, because we just have been on it so much. Yeah. You know, I feel like we just have this really, like we've been talking about it so much, making solutions and we're just, we're, we're ready for the curveball, you know? Yeah. yeah. And our, our ability to work with someone so high up in Facebook that was dropping these knowledge bombs early on to give us time to prepare. I mean, we had yeah. months and months, which is awesome. Yeah. And I know you're already looking into like third party tracking apps, which I feel like are mm-hmm. going to be popping up more and more that Definitely. we might find mm-hmm. a solution that, that solves all of this anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you think about it right now, the, you know, Google analytics is a master masterful platform just awesome right really allows you to really really track more than because i like what i tell our team is that unfortunately there's this there's this curtain at facebook right there's this curtain where we send ads through we we specify every aspect of the ad who we're sending it to how we want to send it etc but once it goes beyond that curtain which is the the computer the machine as i call it i call it the facebook algorithm machine once it goes through the machine's curtain we really don't see a whole lot of how it delivers and where like we have our metrics and KPIs, things like that. But, you know, we don't necessarily get to see the touch points right on Facebook. We don't yeah. necessarily get to see where are people dropping off. And there are so, so many platforms and they have been for years, too, that are allowing attribution to be more carefully measured and for people to have clear um, paths and know where they need to scale. Um, I read a great uh, where I mean, uh, my special ops team and I were involved in a lot of Facebook groups, right? We're, we're in all kinds of stuff, just monitoring, just like mm-hmm. absorbing information. And one of our most tenured strategists, Mario, brought something to me the other day. And it was a post in the, one of these groups about this business agency owner, small agency owner, talking about how they moved their agency from Facebook monitoring and attribution to a third party. And how Facebook was saying they had like a 2.26 ROAS. But in real reality, the other platform was saying you were only like a 1.1, like it wasn't profitable. Where you were putting your money was not actually where your, your profitability really was. Mm. So there are there are platforms that are going to, like you said, Dan, more are going to be popping up. This yeah. is like, you know, if you're an investor, now's the time to get into this little, you know, niche field. But totally. I think that's something that's really going to take off mm-hmm. even further than like what Google Analytics offers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I know Alex Becker's Hyros is super popular. Wicked Reports has been around for for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. there are these companies that are really going to help because it's all server based. It's all, you know, and, and it's not breaking any laws. It's not doing anything like that. It's just getting the true data that you need to be mm-hmm. effective. So, And at the end of the day too, like we have, we obviously run a pretty big ad account for ourselves, but we don't ever go to ads manager to figure out how profitable our company is. Like we have a whole yeah. finance team for that. We have financial reporting. <laughs> and so, you yeah. know, it, you can't just like, hope and pray that your return on ad spending your ads manager is actually translating itself all the way through, you know, into the back end of your business because yeah. you, you got to account for so much more. There's cost of goods sold, there's inventory, there's all kinds of stuff. And so that was never really put there for you to be able to like monitor your finances. It gives you like a good idea if something's working or not. And it's awesome when you get those warm signs and you can feel comfortable about investing more ad spend, but it's not the full picture. And so to kind of like feel like your whole financial model is being pulled away from you is, in my mind, a little bit naive. Like you should be on top of your finances, 
know, outside of Absolutely. Ads Manager anyways. So we have iOS uh, 14. That's a big change. Definitely staying on top of it, as you guys have heard, uh, prepared for it. And uh, what about like looking out across the rest of 2021? Any big changes we anticipate and what are we doing to prepare for those? Right now, you know, a lot of our client base are live selling clients. They do live selling directly into Facebook and on their mobile apps for, you know, doing shop the looks, you know, a lot of fashion brands doing this. And that's just something that's super taking off even further into 2021. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference between last year and this year is that the big names like Shopify Mm -hmm. um, are really leaning into this now and they are presenting whole new, I mean, we talked, I know you guys, we had the podcast about trends and what's coming in 2021, but at the same time, it's not just trends. These are like chain, big changes that are coming out of the pike. You know, we're encouraging a lot of our, you know, which might seem, this might seem a little odd too, considering iOS tracking, but a lot of our clients are exploring mobile apps because still mobile will always, you know, dominate in some regard, you know, yeah. whether or not the tracking is fully there. Um, and I know that right now we're preparing just to see live selling take off even further, but not just, you know, um, a niche platform that existed that everyone would hop. Like now it's just become globally, yeah. you know, yeah. there is so much that offers that. And Shopify's, you know, partnership they have with Facebook. I mean, they're, you know, they're hand in hand. They do everything together. The integrations are seamless. Yeah. And that's only going to further. And, and Facebook, that is a strategic maneuver by Facebook and Shopify, knowing that business owners Mm-hmm. are less are more encouraged to utilize that platform because for one we talk day in and day out about you know the benefits of you know platforms like Shopify that have these huge you know app integrations just overall it's just this huge platform but in Facebook too there's so much more that they're trying to do with these live selling as well um mm-hmm. i think yeah. we're going to see we actually saw we saw our costs go down i mean <laughs> Funny enough, I, I wrote an end of year email to all of our clients, kind of recapping 2021, 2020, and then like what 2021 was going to do, what mm-hmm. we expected, right? And after looking at all the numbers we pulled for 2020, we noticed every month we were lowering our costs every month while our client revenue just went up. Yeah. And that's just like the biggest win you can have, right? Totally. And like we at this point don't see any reason or any projections that, that, that that's going to change. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have, you know, there's there's always an ebb and flow to what we do, right? But there's there's this consistency that we have found this path on how to get these lower result or lower costs, but higher results and higher volume. Mm-hmm. And I think now more than ever, we're just leaning into that and scaling that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think at the end of the day, 2021 is going to be, if not the biggest year of e-commerce yet, mm-hmm. you know, you think about yeah. 2020, by the time April rolled around, you were in the Q2. That's really when the, the the peak of the coronavirus quarantine all took place, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when e-commerce really began to shift. You know, you saw those companies that were doing grocery deliveries, things like that, just taking off. Mm-hmm. But this year is going to be four whole quarters, right. a whole year of e-commerce maximum shopping, right? Yep. This isn't just half a year or three quarters of a year that's just kind of sloping upwards. This is like we're here and it's going here. Yeah. And, you know, the companies that got in and were doing this stuff back in March – early on, like even Shopify, if you look at their stocks for 2020, incredible. Like yeah. if you invested in Shopify in January last year, you are sitting well off right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think anyway, so I just think we're, we're preparing to, to, to just find ways to get creative and how we present to consumers. Right. Yep. Cause like you said, Rob, no matter what changes, what privacy policies happen, what, you know, what con- controversial things happen in the world of advertising and marketing, People are still going to want to see 
new products. They're going to want to follow brands they love. And all at the end of the day, if you want to boil it down, it's just finding creative ways to get in front of those people time and time again. Yeah. I feel like with that, with not to just go right back to the Apple update, but I feel like, you know, what's worse than, than getting ads is getting ads that are irrelevant to you. (laughs) And I think people are pretty smart. They're going to figure that out. And they're just going to say like, I'm, you know, I'm still getting ads. I may as well just let them see my data so that they're relevant. So I don't, I I honestly don't think it's going to change much. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling too. And to Wyatt's point, look at Shopify, how it's growing so rapidly. Look at Facebook. I mean, even with the crazy scrutiny it came under with big tech getting involved in certain things. I mean, at the end of the day, the stocks are still strong. It's still a massive company that has large influence Mm -hmm. in the e-com space, which is why we use utilize it so well. But even if that goes away, I believe in our team so much and our ability to pivot to Mm -hmm. other things as marketers to still get in front of the consumers for our Mm -hmm. clients. Dude, I love you that you said that because I'm actually really excited for some of these plans we have to start doing beta testing in like a wide array of different places for ad placement, yeah. you know, things like yep. TikTok or Snapchat and obviously implementing some Google stuff. And just we've, we've put a lot of our focus where we've gotten the best return. That's been Facebook yep. and Instagram, but I think it's just cool to always be running, you know, these like in the special ops department, always putting out feelers of where can we get the best results and where we get the best results is where we're going to shift our focus for sure. Yep. And I think that's, you know, that, that's one of our big goals for 2021 is, and I think that if you read, if, if you are really in tune with the e-commerce marketing, you know, trends that, that were being shared publicly at the end of 2020, there was a lot of talk about owning your own channel communication, right? Mm-hmm. And omni-channel marketing, which is being able to present your product like you said, in an array of different platforms and services. And we do that for our clients. That's something we're exploring this year. There's so much potential with, like you said, other social media platforms like TikTok and Snapchat, excuse me, that now are booming with their advertising. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of how Facebook started 10 years ago with just, yeah. you know, PPC marketing, you know, mm-hmm. it's just really simple. But once it builds and builds and builds and more people are using it, it's the quickest way and a lot, and a lot of, it's the quickest way to scale too. Um, when yeah. you have more eyeballs on your product. And now, I mean, it's been a trend for years at this point, but social media is the quickest way to get in front of people mm-hmm. Yeah, because people, you know, I mean, like I'm guilty of it and I'm sure you two are too. You sit at home, you know, you're decompressing, you're scrolling Instagram, you're scrolling mm-hmm. Facebook. You're, I mean, I don't use TikTok personally, but I, I know enough about the platform and I know like Snapchat and things like that to know when what stops people, right? Mm-hmm. So our team is constantly thinking of, okay, how can we do this for our clients? And our clients are ready. They're anxious. They want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, even clients that come in right off the bat, you know, I think there's always this, you know, we want to work with Shopanova. We've been excited. We, we launched them. This, you know, they, they're, they're taking off. They're, they're booming. And then we just encourage them. We're, we're equipping them with the knowledge that we have. Hey, this is why you need to scale. You're profitable. Let's get you into some other field. Let's get you some other mediums as well. You know, mm-hmm. even doing some email marketing, a little more SEM, like you said, with Google, um, you know, other social media platforms in general. We've been building website flows for people with conversational web chat bots and things like that. So there's there are so many ways <laughs> to get in front of people, mm-hmm. both, you know, first time customers. And it's equally important that we retarget people, because if we know anything about the Facebook algorithm, you could have a post that you are like 
this is it. I wrote the best copy organic I'm talking about, you know, and I have, I have an awesome, you know, just awesome post here. And if you have 50,000 followers, 1% may even see it. Right. Mm -hmm. So advertising is the best way, not only to reach new customers, but to truly reach the people that like you already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can look at it all. You can see all the changes, all the stuff going on and you can sit there and be scared and choose to do nothing. Or you can just jump right in and start benefiting from it because it's actually like a lot of yep. really, really exciting things. Um, I heard a quote the other day. It's to delay, to wait to take action on something that's revenue generating not only delays the results, it actually decreases the odds of success. If you're on the fence, if you guys are looking at paid media for your online store, there's no better time than right now, even with all the changes. And our client results are, are here to prove it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like you said, I think the best time to hop in, I mean, if you look at just general, like I'm not a stock market I, I, a person, I don't really follow the stocks. Like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a wall street person. Right. But if you look at wall street, <laughs> what, what I always learned, what I was always told, I have friends of mine that do this just, Kind of the thing I've heard is that you want to get in when, you know, like, if something's at the lowest point, right? That's when you get in because there's not only there's only one one way to go, and that's up. And the same thing can apply with all changes that happen in the world of advertising. When things seem like they're shifting around and kind of um, to the untrained eye, it seems really unstable. That's the time that you can hop in and really take advantage of the situation and really reach people who are yearning for your brand and your product. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, I think that covers it for today. Thanks so much, Wyatt, for hopping on, sharing your wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. Guys, as always, you can go to our website, uh, check out more of our case studies. We have some free resources there you can grab. You can mm-hmm. also sign up to get a free audit uh, where you can have Wyatt even look through your account and see what it looks like and if it's a good fit. Um, love to see you. Love to hop on a call. But thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time.